One, a two, a one. It's time for the Better Horses Radio Show with Ernie Rodina. Saddle up and ride as we explore the Western way of life. Horses and cows, family and friends, a relationship with the land, and a relationship with God. It's all here on Better Horses Radio. Now let's hit the trail with Ernie and his co-host, Don Dawson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, don't touch that dial, folks. It is time to get around and talk horses. Hey, buddy, I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson. Welcome to the Better Horses Radio Show. And I want to tell you, I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Don, it's uh, good to be back in the saddle again, and it's so good to talk to our listeners out there, and really do appreciate you listening. And, we sure uh, do. You know, I'm thinking about this Thanksgiving one, what means a lot to me, and that is, uh, num- number one is, uh, and you know, I think it's a good time Thanksgiving, to ho- Christmas, it's a good time to kind of get things right with folks that you might not be right with, you know, and I think that's that's really important, and to keep Jesus centered in your heart. I know this, uh, if you keep Jesus centered in your heart, take it from someone that's got plenty of struggles, it makes your life go so much easier on that. And so keep keep him centered in your heart, ask for forgiveness, be humble. I'm thinking of some of the things I've learned the last year, and that is be bold for Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed to stand up for him and uh, be bold for Jesus Christ on there. So I say do that and uh, find those folks that you, you know, you need to make something right with and uh, make it right with them. Because, you know, I always, I'm a firm believer and you have some type of uh, an issue with some folks. It's hard to be right with the Lord if you if you got bitterness in your heart. So I pray to the Lord that uh, that all of us can keep focused on Jesus and keep focused on him to walk through there and let, let him be our calm during the storm. And I, I wish this upon all my listeners and thankful for all my listeners and keep him first. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Ernie. And we are missing Pastor Steve Stafford today. He, uh, he will be back with us next week. We're also missing Ron McDaniel. Uh, busy, busy time of the year for everybody. And we are thankful for you, Ernie, to bring our inspiration today. Well, it's, an, it's an honor. It's an honor to be on this radio show. And I want to thank all of our radio stations that carry us. How, what a blessing they are to all of us. Hey, we've got a great show lined out, though, today, Ernie, and uh, we are going to visit with an old friend, Brad Lund, here in just a little bit. Always love talking with Brad. He's a good hand, too, isn't he? Well, yes, think, he is. Well, he, you talk about a hardworking, good hand, good horseman. They don't get much better than him. They don't. And then, to top that off, we got Chris Cox coming on today, and we always enjoy Chris as well. How special is that that he's put some time out to give us a tip and hopefully we can get him on more this coming next year and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what time it is now, Ernie? It is time for our Kansas State University Veterinary Health Tip of the Week. And we've got Dr. Jason Grady. It's going to be time before you know it to have your stallion ready for breeding season a month away or less. So check this out with his tips from uh, Kansas State University. Sounds good. Hello, friends. I'm Ernie Rodina with Better Horses Radio, here with our weekly equine tip from the Veterinary Health Center at Kansas State University, home of the Wildcats. And we're so glad to have Dr. Grady with us. He's the uh, equine reproduction specialist. Doc, welcome to Better Horses Radio. Thank you, Ernie. I appreciate you having me on today, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. 
And I appreciate the article you wrote for us in the last uh, our edition that just come out, the Stallion edition. And I'll tell you what, it's getting your time of the uh, time of the year with uh, getting this breeding going and everything with these horses. It sure is. You know, it's it's hard to believe that it's February already, and and um, we've got foals starting to to be born, and and um, we've got clients starting to think about um, breeding or rebreeding their mares, and 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 then stallion owners starting to to make the phone calls about getting ready to um, think about uh, standing their stallions for the breeding season and, and getting those stallions ready to, to ensure that, that to, to try to make sure they are in the best uh, possible breeding condition they can be. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, what's some things you think we ought to be looking at right now as far as let's look at the stallion, making sure that stallion's ready and everything, Doc. Sure. You know, and I think it's, you know, very common practice in, in the equine world when we, we focus a lot on the mare from a reproductive standpoint, but oftentimes I think the stallions get kind of forgotten about. And certainly they play a major uh, factor in, in the breeding success of a, of a breeding farm. And, and so, you know, oftentimes our clients will, will contact us and, 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 and want to get their stallions checked. And oftentimes that may just be a, a, a semen collection where we're analyzing the, the stallion to make sure that it appears that he has, you know, adequate semen. But, you know, there are other things we can certainly do. Anything from, you know, just starting from a general physical exam and, and making sure that there's no evidence of lameness or neurological diseases, making sure that they have adequate vision, especially for those stallions that are going to be pasture breeding mares. Um, then, you know, we'll look at other things as well, making sure there's no hereditary defects um, that we don't want to perpetuate in, in our, our breeding population. And then, you know, we certainly want to make sure that, that stallion doesn't have any infectious diseases that he could spread to other mares, either through live cover or through, um, through ship semen with artificial insemination. So things uh, where we can culture the, the stallion's uh, genitalia and, and, and semen to make sure that he's not transmitting um, any infectious diseases that way. And then obviously getting to the point where we can uh, do that semen collection and, and do a full analysis to make sure that he is producing adequate um, sperm cells to to be able to have a successful breeding season. Well, I'll tell you what, Doc, just sitting there thinking about these folks that have a breeding operation out there are going to start one. Not a better team to have than working with their local vet, working with Kansas State University, and uh, making their operation as efficient as they possibly can. And uh, what can I can I uh, give them a number they can get a hold of you? Or what's the best way to get a hold of you? They want to put, kind of put their stallion or stallions in a kind of a repro program. Absolutely. So, yeah, they can contact me here, Dr. Jason Grady at Kansas State University. Um, phone number is going to be 785-532-5700. And always happy to work with the, your primary veterinarian as well and, and see what we can do and, and, and allowing you to manage the stallion at home. Or we can certainly try to manage the stallion here for you as well. Doc, appreciate all what you do, all what Kansas State University does. And uh, just a tremendous partner to the horse owner out there. Thanks a million, Doc, and have a good day. Thank you, Ernie. You too. We always love the tips from Kansas State, Ernie, and um, you've done a great job with all those. We, we're we going to be getting some some more here, fresh ones for the winter, and you guys stay tuned for those as well. Not a better time to be a Wildcat fan than right now <laughs> heading to the bowl game. 
this weekend it's gonna be fun i can't wait for the results so um i've got my purple on how about you ernie i do too i got that <laughs> and i got my gold and black for ottawa university there you go so hey uh ernie we've got a great show we thank you guys for tuning in uh we haven't given our email addresses out for a while if you have a guest somebody you want to talk to or have us talk to give us an email at ernie at betterhorsesradio.com or dawn at betterhorsesradio.com and we'll get a hold of them if you give us some contact information we're always looking for new folks to talk to and maybe somebody needs to have something highlighted they had a big win or something like that just it can be sh- sweet and short so but until then we probably ought to take a break ernie don't you think i think we should so we'll be right back i'm ernie rodina and i'm don dawson we'll be right back No matter what discipline of riding you do, training, showing, and everyday stress is hard on your horse's legs. Decra Veterinary Products is a leading lameness company that brought you Osphos. Osphos is a quadrinate injection, an intramuscular bisphosphonate to help control the clinical signs of navicular syndrome in horses four years and older. Ask your veterinarian if Osphos is right for your horse. Decra Veterinary Products is a proud sponsor of The American. Runny nose, cough, fever. It's flu season for humans and horses. Like human flu vaccines, equine flu vaccines must be updated to protect against the flu strains circulating now. Merck Animal Health's flu-containing vaccines include the most current flu strains, protecting your horse from illness and time mistraining because of it. Talk with your veterinarian about Prestige flu vaccines and learn more about the science of advanced protection at prestigevaccines.com. We're here for the hardworking, the resilient. We're for the people who measure their days by what needs to get done, not by hours. Where kids learn responsibility at a young age and generations work side by side. Where work doesn't pause for holidays or bad weather. It just gets harder. Where value and hard work means more than the clothes you wear. We're Kleinschmidt's Western Store, Higginsville, Missouri. Routine dental examination and treatments are essential for high-quality horse care. To prevent potential problems, a horse's mouth should be examined at least once a year. I'm Dr. Chris Blevins, Equine Field Service Veterinarian at Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. We can examine the mouth and provide a treatment plan to meet the needs of each client and their horse. Visit us at ksvhc.org, the Veterinary Health Center, to discover, to teach, to heal. Better Horses Radio. I'm Don Dawson. And I'm Ernie Rodina. Hey, Ernie, we've got a great guest coming up. He's brought to us by Merck Animal Health, a company that we absolutely love. We love their products, Safeguard and Panicure, a couple of the wormers that they have. They also have a line of prestige vaccines that you guys need to be familiar with and visit with your vet about what your horse might need this time of year or come spring. So MerckAnimalHealth.com, check out their website. Well, I tell you what, I'm excited about this next guy. I've known him for several years. They don't get any better. There's not a harder working uh, trainer in the industry or horseman. And I uh, watched this guy throughout the years, just does a super job. And uh, so excited to have him on. And uh, hard, like I said, uh, I, I, he'd be arguably the hardest working horseman in the industry. And we're talking about Brad Lund from Lacine, Kansas. Brad, welcome to Better Horses. 
Oh, thanks, Ernie. How are you doing? Doing good. Great to have you on there. You're staying busy down there at Lundland, I take it. Yeah, we're staying busy. Uh, that time of year, we're getting some colts to start and got all these other horses. We got to get ready for the next show season, you know. Well, uh, you had a pretty good, I understand you had a pretty good uh, world show. It was okay. I won third in the senior heading on a mare for Shank and Chelsea Edwards. And I was, uh, I think I was sixth or seventh in the junior heading. And then uh, I placed along in some other stuff. I can't remember one. It, it wasn't a terrible show, but I, I always want to do better, but uh, I could have done a lot worse. Well, that's good. Well, I, I, Garrett did pretty good too, didn't he? Yeah, Garrett. Uh, Garrett wins second and third in the level two junior heading. Uh, he won second on a shiner stud and third on a um, a really pretty buckskin stud. And I'm it, he's out of a shiner mare, and I can't remember who he's by. To be honest with you, he's a he's a nice looking bald faced buckskin. Garrett's yeah. a yeah. Took a couple of big trophies home, so that's yeah. pretty cool. He did real good. And then then uh, we went to, uh, you know, they started that new Riata Buckle Rope Horse Fraternity. Right. And, and we went, we took a bunch of horses up there. It was basically the day after the world show, and it was, and Amy figured it up. And, I mean, I didn't ride them all. We just had. Uh, but our horses won almost 60,000 up there. Wow. So is that a first time for a rope and horse futurity or have they had those around for a while? Well, there's several starting that have been started up and things of that nature. And, and there, there's, there's Royal crown, there's ARHFA. And so this was the first Riata Buckle Rope Horse Fraternity in history, and and Denny Gentry had he had a lot to do with it. But it's one of those deals you got to pay the stud up, and you it's it's for nominated colts. It's for four and five year olds, and then uh, it, but it's there's no judge involved. It's all on time. Wow. Okay, so is it divisional though to to help the younger horses out? How do they do yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, so, so, um, so the, so like their fraternity roping is for four and five year old horses only. And so they have an open division and this is done with classification by the roper. Okay. So they had an open roping and then they had a, uh, 12.5 slide up or down one point. So if you were a 13, five team, you could still rope both horses still had to be uh, uh, four and five year olds, one of them, at least one of them had to be paid up in their Riata buckle. So if, if you didn't have, if your partner did not have a Riata buckle nominated horse, you could still rope with him, but it cost him $200 more, it, but it paid 60,000 uh, per roping. And then they had an all age one. And then they had a 10.5 uh handicap and an all age 10 10.5 handicap so it was uh, it went it, it was very well for the first time to be quite honest i think it's going to keep getting better well it seems like it, it, it the interest in roping has not died down at all 
Well, there's just, you know, there's just so many guys or so many people that want to rope. And this is just another, there was really nowhere for us to take these horses to win a significant amount of money on them at that, at their age level, if you will, you could take them to a high dollar roping, but just like myself, for instance, why would I want to take a four-year-old and we're going to rope for 60,000 when I have a older, better, more seasoned horse standing in the, that's the one I'm going to ride. So I think it's a very, very good deal that we can utilize these younger horses and to go win some money. I think it's great. Uh, the futurity world in and of itself and all the different facets of the horse industry um, are awesome for the younger horses. I mean, it's been huge in the barrel horse world that I've well, been involved with for years. But. So the, the, you will probably understand this more than, than I do because I'm not familiar with the barrel racing futurity stuff. But this, the Riata buckle deal is based is formatted behind the pink buckle, if you will. And I'm sure you know what that is. Yes. Uh-huh. So, so it, that, that's how uh, I believe the same people are doing the stallion nominations as the, the, the pink buckle does. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because the stallion owners benefit all the way down the line at some of these events, you know, if their stallions uh, offspring yeah. are doing well. So, so the, so the stallion, owner the if you if if your horse sired the horse that won the roping they win twenty nine thousand and yeah. then and then if if you were the if breeder so you bred an outside mare I think they won you know north of nine or ten thousand on the winning horse so it 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 pays those people back and I think that's a good thing. Oh yeah that is cool. Hey Brad, I know you got a lot going on and competing and training, but you've got something new going on with roping.com with a series that you're doing with us. Tell our listeners about that. We, uh, so myself and Dakota Kirkenslager, we filmed at his house. I think it was early this spring and we were just, we just kind of tried to, it was the first time ever. So we kind of touched on, like our first deal was if you're going to go to the world's greatest or do the art of the cowgirl, the steer stopping and how we approach it. And then just, you know, kind of built off of that starting a head horse and, and, you know, a heel horse also. So we just kind of started in and just kind of, just kind of talked about each run and the problems that we have and, and got to, you know, have to you know go through that that uh so many times what we wanted to touch on was you know so many times you see these videos and everything and everything goes perfect there, there's nothing that goes wrong so we wanted to touch on the stuff that obviously goes wrong with everyone you know because it's not every day is not the perfect day right well so. it looks really cool and everybody you can see it on you can go to brad lund's performance horses facebook page uh, yeah. it's got some links to it but you can also go to roping.com on the internet 
and yep. see these videos and uh, the series that Brad and put together. And uh, I, I just think that all this stuff that you guys do for all of us wanting to learn, we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's funny. The information is, it's so different than it was when I started, you know, 25 years ago, you had to grind and pull it out of, out of these, these, uh, guys that were successful. Well, now the, the way the information age is, it's out there. All you got to do is just go find it. That's the truth. great. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great. It's really a great way to, multiply your efforts, Brad. And like I said, you they don't get any better than you when it comes to roping and horsemanship. You, 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 you were doing that horsemanship deal to the roping when, when horsemanship wasn't cool. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, Aaron, it's, it's, uh, I'm getting older now and I, I can't, my mind says I can do a lot of stuff and I, I just, I can't anymore. So I just teach a little bit more. Can I ask you? This is a loaded question, and uh, and we're on we're on national radio. Uh, we hope that you're not planning on leaving the area. <laughs> no, no, not yet. No, but well, I like it. yet. I, yeah, you, yeah, that, I got to slow down at some point in time. Well, we like I said, we've heard when that you were thinking about heading south, but we hope we keep you in the Midwest. Yeah, well, it there there's you know I'd always kind of thought about being down there but it it uh, nothing nothing's ever evolved yet i'll well, let you know if something happens i hope that was all right to ask you that deal. oh yeah oh yeah 100 percent. Uh, but we, i tell you what you're just uh you really make uh you make us all proud of what you guys done and now to see what garrett's doing you know with his leather work and saddles and everything he, he's he's really come on strong yeah he he's doing good he's a good good young kid some, you know, we always hope that it's better for our children than we, what we had. Sometimes we make it too easy for them too. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. You, you and Amy. So, uh, uh, anyway, but you got a tip that you could leave our, our folks there to maybe improve their horsemanship or something they ought to work on that you see that, that is, uh, really needs to have some focus by the people that you, you work with. I, I have, uh, so I have some young boys that work for me here and I'm going to, I'm going to direct this more towards the young and up and coming trainer. Um, I, I find that I'm, I'm teaching. So a lot of these young people, you know, they, they have a certain event they want to do very well in and they see the maneuvers that, that are successful and they want to, uh, they want to make their horse do that in a rapid amount of time, or they, 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 they know enough that they see what is good and what is not good. Right. So sometimes they, what, what, what I have to keep telling them is, Hey, this horse is physical capabilities. Can't do that at this stage of the game. So you gotta, you have to, I think you have to build these horses in a positive manner rather than, especially where we live, you know, we don't have the luxury of, of going through 25 two-year-olds to find the best three that work for our program. We got to try and make everything uh, work in a positive manner. So 
I, I don't know if I'm getting this across correctly, yeah. but what I'm saying is, is uh, those young guys need to stop and think about what their horse is thinking, not focus on the maneuver. Say, hey, th- this horse's thought process is not jiving with what I'm trying to teach him, so I'm going to have to back up and educate him rather than force it on him. You know what I mean? Right. Makes sense. I think that's really important. Yeah, good point because, and we just had a, a clinician talk about that the other day that you got to pay attention to the little things. And if you don't see the little things, you're not going to get the big ones. Yeah, the, 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 everybody knows what the big picture is. Yeah. It's all the peaks and valleys that you got to go through to get there and realizing that, hey, this horse has the physical capabilities of doing this at, at a high level but mentally he's not ready for it or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The the horse mentally can take it, but physically is just not talented enough. It's talented enough to go to a certain level. So, so let's get him there and reevaluate. Yeah. Hey Brad, one thing I found out is we need to have you on more often. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, we say that every time we do that, but, uh, uh, hopefully, maybe over the holidays, I can get down there, have someone get down there and see you and everything. We're just so proud of you and your whole team. Uh, and so you take care. And uh, we we love you, Brad. And you, you keep right. up the hard work. Hey, we appreciate yeah. what you and Don do, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. All right. Tell Amy hi for us. Will do. Okay. All right. Merry Bye-bye. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, Ernie, we better take a break. Sounds good. Let's do that. All right. Let's do it. We'll be right back. I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson. You're listening to the Better Horses Radio Show. Hey, we are back with Better Horses Radio. I'm Don Dawson. And I'm Ernie Rodina. And we are missing Ron McDaniel today. The dang guy is too busy. So maybe we'll have him back next week. But uh, we have a great guest coming up today and brought to you by Decra. They are the makers of Osphos and Zymeta. Two really great products for your horse. Zymeta as a fever reducer. Osphos cures or helps manage horses with navicular. So check it out. Talk to your vet about it. Osphos. O-S-P-H-U-S dot com. Check it out. Well, I tell you what, I'm really excited to bring this guy on. Knowing him, I tell you what, they don't get any better than than this guy that we're bringing on. And and uh, just does a super job. It's a real honor to have him on Better Horses, for him to take time. he He's like a hummingbird on speed when you look at all the stuff that he's doing and all the stuff that he's eventing. They don't get any better than this man, Don. On the, And just, uh, I'm a better man, and I know you are. we're better getting to know him and uh, uh, and just so great to him. I'm going to bring him on right now. We got Chris Cox, four-time Road to the Horse champion. Chris, welcome to Better Horses and belated happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Ernie. I don't know if I can live up to all that hype, but uh, that's awful kind words that you said. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I just feel like a student of the horse and a student of. Uh, of people, you know, I, I don't, I've never mastered horsemanship, but I definitely hadn't mastered being a teacher and, uh, it's taken me 30 something years to get better at teaching. And I'm just now in the last three years, I feel like I've become a much better teacher. 
I think that's where a lot of people, they might know a lot of things about horses, but they don't know how to lay it out in a form to formulate it, to get people to understand it and to get people to take it on step by step. So I'm, I'm working on that. That's my next venture is to be a better teacher. Good point, because there are a lot of people out there, very experienced horsemen, uh, but they can't teach. And uh, so that's a valuable asset, Chris. And it's impressive that you continue to work on it and know that you need to work on it. I, uh, so, so many people don't do that. They don't take that direction. You know, there's a lot of folks there with big names and, and where they franchise their name. And I, I, I'm okay with that, but I can tell you, I think you do lose some credibility over time doing that uh, because those folks that, that are teaching your, your system have to be a really good educator. And it takes years. It takes years to be a, an educator. Um, I think that any teacher will tell you that, you know. I've met teachers that have been that have taught for 30, 40 years and and just in the last few years of their uh, of teaching, they've gotten better at it, better communicating, knowing how to how to what correction is. You know, there's a there's a softer correction for every personality. There's a there's a tougher correction for different personalities and and all people are the same. They're all everybody has a different sensitivity, just like a horse. Some horses are very sensitive. Some are pretty dull. You got a light of fire underneath them to get them to do something, you know, and, and uh, you can't teach everybody the same. You got to go about it a little bit differently depending on their personality. So, Chris, with all the horses that you've trained, have you had any lately that are still teaching you something? Every time I get, I just got off one, Don, and um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning every time. I tell you, when you think, when you get to a point where you don't know as much as you thought, that's when you start learning. And, and so, you know, I just got off a two-year-old filly, a Stevie Ray Vaughan filly that, that th two and a half months ago in September the 1st, I picked her up in um, Lamar, Colorado. A friend of mine had her and, oh, they'd put a few rides on her and, and one of his hands had, and they hadn't ever picked up her feet. And I said, why? I said, she won't let you. And so um, I brought her home and started messing with her, picked up her feet and trimmed her. And I sent her, sent him a video of it a week later, and he couldn't believe it. And then, of course, the price went up. But I had to, every time I worked her, she got better and better and better. And this filly, just in two months, I can put my hand down on her and she'd crawl around, run, stop, read a cow. And that's nothing that I've taught her. Now, I have taught her some basics, got some softness, but I've also learned how to get out of their way. I'm learning how to get out of their way when they really want to be good. And, and confidence. I believe confidence is the key in life. Confidence is the key with horses. Uh, knowing how to build their confidence is very important. So I had a horse one time, uh, a little cut and horse bred mare that she had a sliding stop naturally at on the lunge line. And uh, so that was one of those blessings, you know, and it's like how you, I, I didn't ever really push it. And I wasn't sure if I should have pushed it harder or asked for more from her. But because she was so natural at it, I just kind of let her be. 
And I, I think people sometimes maybe ask for too much too soon. You know, I, I would have to, there, there depends on the horse. There's some horses that need to be pushed and there's some horses that need to be not pushed depending on their personalities. And, and with the, with the competition today is so fierce and, and it's so competitive. These horses have there. It's just an, even in the last five years, and you can look back and so, see videos 20 years ago when these horses working a cow or even doing a dry work pattern, they can't even get by the first go round today. It's just crazy. And we're breeding these horses. They're athletes and, uh, we're, we're getting better at learning how to keep them sound. Um, as that Osphos is unbelievable stuff, by the way, that you, sponsoring you today. I've, I've used it in a lot of different things. It, it was actually, a, it was meant for something else in Europe and they realized it was helping and preventing, um, navicular. So it's great for a lot of different stuff, but, um, you know, we, we're really particular about, about the soundness of our horses and, and, and I keep horses in a pasture and some of them I'll get to when they're four years old and they got more physical problems than the one I started at the end of his yearling or two year old year, you know? And so a good, good exercise and, and learning how to manage them creates bone density and tendon strength if you do it correctly, but anything too hard, too quick is no good. It's no good for, you know, the horse mentally or physically, but I think you've got to be able to grow into that and the confidence and be able to keep that horse physically in good shape. I think that's the, the main thing. When I was getting my horse just a while ago, getting her ready, and I make sure that she's starting to get in shape. I make sure the muscle is stronger around those joints. And, um, you know, just don't go and expect something from them when they're not ready for it. I think that's probably proven in the racehorse industry. They They run those young horses. They can't just send them off full speed the first day they get on them. And that's a big, long process to get them there with building them up. It sure is. It's, uh, there's a, there's a lot there. There's, you know, there's a lot of studies done on it in universities and, and different things. And, and people say, Oh, some of their, uh, their plates won't be together, grown together to their five or six years old. You know what? I, I grew up on a ranch where you didn't start them to their five or six or seven. And I'm going to tell you something. It was a fight and the injury just created from that fight it is not worth it. You know, get them younger, start them a little bit and build on it, build their confidence and get to those little tougher ones. It's a little easier to get to them a little earlier and do it step by step and, and um, get them mentally and physically matured. You know, it's just a, right. a little bit every day, isn't it? It's just, it, it, you can't just rush it all at one time. So, Ernie, you were talking about, you know, Chris is so involved in uh, the big horse fairs, uh, different events across the country. We were talking about that a little bit before we went on the air. You see that continuing, Chris, or do we need to go another direction? You know, uh, I think I know that if they, uh, people are still hungry, hungry for information and and I don't see the horse thing dying down much, but they just it's all about getting them the right stuff and keeping them interested. Well, um, I was at the probably the first horse 
expo they ever had and it was in ocala florida and it was way before equitana ever came here from germany that went to louisville also was a part of that 30 years ago but um you know i don't go to as many anymore i only go to probably one or two a year and i i think that the, the pattern is that yeah you know you can go and do an hour demonstration but they have to be able to take something from there and follow up with it, you know, go and spend time with somebody and spend a few days and, and learn, learn it correctly, you know, in time, just like the horse, it takes a little time. And, and, uh, you know, you can get some little tips here and there, but you're never going to be able to be super successful just watching somebody and thinking you're going to go home and do it. You know, it's, there's a lot to it, but, uh, but I, I think there's so many of those horse expos that have that have come up around the country, and uh, it it has become a little bit uh, overwhelming. There's so many things to go to nowadays, and I do think with the technology, you can get on on the te- television and watch a, a horse training show. You can get on the internet, YouTube, pull up anything. You can do anything from your phone, and you know I. I I'm friends with some of the people, the Dallas Cowboys, and and we can go there and have a have a um, a suite there with some of the owners and the managers. But I honestly, I, I I like to stay home and watch it from my television. I don't want to fight the traffic and the people and to get there, you know. And and I, I think that that's what's happening today is that folks would rather you know stay home instead of fight the crowds. But that's just my opinion the shopping is really good you know i i i do believe that um there is something said for walking down the aisles and seeing all the all the products and and uh but but the world's changing it really is and uh i wish i had the answer for you but i don't i do see them kind of backing off a little bit yeah so, Chris, you have clinics coming up at your ranch. Uh, are they full? Do you still have openings? Do people can they get qualified for it somehow? Well, we've uh, just got through a series of clinics in the fall. I don't have anything till I believe March here at the ranch, and uh, that's what we do here. Is we do a week long here where people come for a week, and um, yeah, I I'm very blessed. I've been very fortunate that they do fill up and. Uh, it's only been 30 years as overnight success to get that way, but um, uh, there's still, I'm sure there's still some availability. I don't keep up with it that much. The office does, but um, you know, we'd love to help anybody that, that has an inspiration to be safer and more effective with their horse and, and enjoy their horse. And that's, that's kind of my gig. It's not just about showing and competing. It's about learning to get along and being safe and, and, and communicate with your horse you know, development partnership. So how are Case and Charlie getting along? Are they pretty involved in the horse industry with you? They are. As we speak here, I'm sitting in the arena and Charlie's loping around a two-year-old right now that she's uh, taken from me. And and they all have a young horse, a two-year-old that they're riding. And they also have some older horses that they're riding. And, and um, you know, it, of course, as a father, it makes my heart uh, very happy to watch them do that, but they enjoy it. It's not something we've ever put on them. Matter of fact, my wife used to take their horses away from them as a, as a punishment. Yes. Yeah. And so 
um, it's it's something that they know that they have the privilege of doing, and they're getting better at it. I've had to really be careful of trying to tell them to do um, too much instruction, you know, just let them kind of figure it out a little bit themselves, but just get them a little bit of instruction here and there. And, and it's worked out pretty well. So, and they're real susceptible to listening to me. So it's good. I found that the best guidance I could give my granddaughter who has become a great horseman at age 12 is just keep her hands and her eyes focused and doing those couple little things uh, correctly can help any rider, but I, so I don't, I try not to get after her about too much and she figures out her mistakes. I got a real kick out of her and I, I know you've had this, but she, I went and watched her compete uh, a few weeks ago and she had problems on her first barrel. And after the rodeo was over and they got home, she texted me and defined what her problem, what caused her problem. And it just made me so happy that she was able to realize that. And it comes from watching successful people like you, Chris, and, and understanding what you've been trying to tell them. And then it finally happens wrong and they understand, hey, well, I know what Chris meant. <laughs> Your, your granddaughter. Yeah, isn't that isn't that special though that they they uh, they realize that and and you know the the two the two tips that you gave her can go a long way. Um, most of the time you look at they're looking in the wrong direction and their hands are are all over the place and and uh, uh, staying focused, looking where you where you want to go and and keep your hands uh, in timing, keep your hands low, keep your hands forward. And uh, th there's a lot that goes along with that. It'll go a long way. Chris, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. And you're, it's a real honor to, to, to have you as a friend. Uh, uh, I know Don feels the same way and, and just a super guy, you know, just to be able to witness your walk with the Lord and how you did that. That's that just adds icing on the cake. I think. Well, that means a lot to me. I, I tell you, um, I've been very blessed and put in position to uh, to learn a lot of bi biblical principles from the horse and uh, and be able to share those with others. Um, I just feel like the luckiest guy in the world. Well, like I said, think, I know you're, you're kind of under the weather, and for you to take time out for Don and I, that that, that uh, it, it it means an awful lot. You know, well, to, appreciate yeah. it. It's an honor to be on your show. I know it's been going for a long time and and uh we're real uh we're proud to be a part of it well well thank you so much chris and we'll have you back again and we'll check in on you and see how things are going at the chris cox ranch thank you so much merry christmas uh, uh, tell chris. barbara we love her yep merry christmas to y'all we love y'all okay right. hey ernie we better take a break sounds good let's take a break i'm ernie rodina and i'm don dawson we'll be right back no matter what discipline of riding you do, training, showing, and everyday stress is hard on your horse's legs. Decra Veterinary Products is a leading lameness company that brought you Osphos. Osphos is a quadrinate injection, an intramuscular bisphosphonate to help control the clinical signs of navicular syndrome in horses four years and older. Ask your veterinarian if Osphos is right for your horse. Decra Veterinary Products is a proud sponsor of The American. Hi, I'm Dr. Dylan Luter, a specialist in equine performance medicine at the Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. 
Our new service focuses on lameness diagnosis, advanced imaging, physical therapy, and regenerative medicine for horses with injuries preventing them from performing at their best. We can treat a variety of conditions and design a customized rehabilitation plan to meet the needs of each client and their horse. Visit us at ksvhc.org, the Veterinary Health Center, to discover, to teach, to heal. John Deere is known for quality equipment. This quality has created a perception that John Deere is more expensive than other brands. But high quality doesn't mean high price. The truth from buyers in our area is customers who have purchased a John Deere compact utility tractor saved more than $2,000 when buying from Heritage Tractor. Dare to compare us before buying. You and your wallet will be surprised. Nothing runs as long as a deer. And we'll prove it with our exclusive 10-year warranty. Visit heritagetractor.com slash compare to learn more. It's time to fall into forage and save. Stanley Premium Western Forage is offering one of the biggest promotions of the year. Buy any three Stanley products and get $5 off. Stanley Premium Western Forage offers the highest quality premium forage from the Western United States. During the summer months, Stanley's farm employees carefully nurture and harvest their fields to make sure the forage meets their product specifications and exceed your quality standards. Winter is coming. Get prepared now with the help of Stanley Premium Forage. Visit stanleyforage.com coupons to download your coupon now. Now, runny nose, cough, fever. It's flu season for humans and horses. Like human flu vaccines, equine flu vaccines must be updated to protect against the flu strains circulating now. Merck Animal Health's flu-containing vaccines include the most current flu strains, protecting your horse from illness and time mistraining because of it. Talk with your veterinarian about prestige flu vaccines. And learn more about the science of advanced protection at PrestigeVaccines.com. We're here for the hardworking, the resilient. We're for the people who measure their days by what needs to get done, not by hours. Where kids learn responsibility at a young age and generations work side by side. Where work doesn't pause for holidays or bad weather. It just gets harder. Where value and hard work means more than the clothes you wear. We're Kleinschmidt's Western Store, Higginsville, Missouri. It's time to go with United Mosquito and Fly Control's premier fly system for fly control in your barn. Providing relief for horses from the stress of fighting flies. And also makes a barn more pleasant for everyone in the barn. Easy, effective, and safe. With United Mosquito and Fly Control, we provide a full service. You as the barn owner don't have to do anything. We go everywhere and take care of everything with our friendly fast service. Call today at 913-558-3814 or email paul at unitedmosquito.com. If you're passionate about the environment and your horse's bedding, we urge you to look into WRG Eco Shred Bedding. Made from clean, recycled, corrugated cardboard, Eco Shred provides absorbent, biodegradable animal bedding, vacuumed out so it's dust free and highly absorbent. Eco Shred Bedding is made from recycled materials, perfect for horses and small animals. Save the environment and order the finest bedding for your barn. Go to NebraskaWRG.org or call Heartland Horse Products at 620 637 2455. Better Horses Radio. I'm Don Dawson. And I'm Ernie Rodina. And uh, been a fun show, Don. It has. We're so glad you guys stayed tuned in uh, with Chris Cox and Brad Lund. What a fun show today. This segment is brought to us by Stanley Premium Western Forage. We loved having Dr. Duran with us last week. We've got more tips coming from Dr. Duran, so stay tuned for those. Go to stanleyforage.com and check out all the products that they have. 
Really good. And folks, make sure you get signed up for our, our news e-blast, uh, Better Horses Express. The the numbers are really growing on that. We we want you to make sure you get that. Having a blast with it, Don. Yeah, it's a it's a great newsletter that you can get via email. Uh, it's got lots of information, tons of information about horses. So check that out. Email Ernie at betterhorsesradio.com to get on that email blast. And our magazine's just coming out too. Our, we're talking about our winter magazine's coming out too. You can get that. But the e-blast is an addition to that. It goes to over, uh, it's going to be pretty close to 100,000 horse owners, mostly in the Midwest. Yeah. So for you guys that, you know, if you need to advertise something across the Midwest, that's a great way to do it right there. So check with Ernie on that as well. Exactly right. But you know, Don, it's getting that time. We hate every week. Um, It is, Ernie. I can't believe it. It flies by so fast. We're so thankful for you guys that being part of our family, Better Horses family. So uh, I tell you what, it's that time uh, that we we uh, always have to say goodbye. I want you all to be good buckaroos and buckarettes. Mind your moms and dads. Be brave, but don't take any chances out there. And uh, we're talking to uh, 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 listeners out there that, uh, that uh, fo- been following this, Don, for 15 years or so. We have quite a few, Ernie, that have stuck with us all this time, and we appreciate you guys doing it. People like uh, the Brent Wright family, you know, J.L. Tunison, you guys, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for the Thanksgiving wishes. Yeah, and 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 let's not forget uh, all, all the, the listeners I'm thinking of. Uh, how about uh, Rooster Redmond? Unbelievable. You know, who want, you know one of our listeners that's listened from day one? Your brother, Mike Rodina. So, Mike, you be good today. Uncle Mikey, we call him. That's really right. Good. <laughs> so, just so you guys make it, it's, it's you, the listeners, that make this show worthwhile to all of us. And, you know, and so I, we really appreciate that. And, and, yeah. uh, I want to give a big shout out to Jeff, JD, Carmen, Justin, and Hattie. You guys be good. Glenn and Joanne, you guys be good too. Lowell and Teresa, we miss you. Yeah, they're really good. And uh, I tell you what, you guys, just keep listening. Let us know what we can do to help. Uh, And until next week, I'm Ernie Rodina. I'm Dawn Dawson. Happy trails. And be sure to ride for the brand. (laughs) 